Welcome to the Raw Dogger Sportscast. I am Sean Watson. I'm Ryan Kessler. And we have our third leg with us, our third dog. Mark Wade. Yeah, long time Cleveland sports enthusiast. Anything you want to tell us, Mark? I'm just excited to talk sports with you guys and glad that there's going to be someone to counter your awful takes. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> well, let's get right down to it. Um, of course, the elephant in the room has to be Deshaun Watson's suspension. Uh, it was ruled last week. Of course, everybody's probably heard. Uh, it's going to be 11 games and $5 million. Um, what are you guys thinking? You want to take that one off, Mark? You want us to go first? You can go ahead and take it. Uh, well, I, I kind of thought, you know, we were talking last week that it was going to be between 10 and 12 games and right in the middle. Uh, wasn't really certain that they'd go with the odd amount of games. I don't think anybody's ever got an odd amount of game suspension before. Right. But, uh, you know, it's $5 million fine. <clears throat> hey, now at least coaching staff, everybody knows when he's going to be back. And, uh, you know, he just has to keep his nose clean till then. Right. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys listened to some of the reactions from the sports pundits. Uh, Mina Kimes, in particular, was not happy. Shocker. Shocker. Super shocker. Um, basically telling, uh, I think it was uh, Shefty on ESPN, that she couldn't believe how duped the NFL got from Deshaun Watson his team. <laughs> of course, she wants to keep getting stories from the NFL, so she's going to yeah. you know, protect her blind side. So let's get that off. Get that out there right well, now. And, you know, let's not bring up the reason why the NFL didn't want this to go to court. Because, uh, I don't know, they have owners and other players and, you know, big big figures in, in the NFL circle that got away with the same thing or worse. You know? Well, and not to mention that, I mean, it's better for the NFL if Deshaun Watson actually plays this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's better. I mean, nobody's going to stop watching the NFL. You know, and then she's talking about... Uh, in the same breath, she basically is talking about how uh, miraculous uh, Deshaun's going to come back. His first game back is against the Houston Texans. Shocker. Yeah, Shocker. that's <laughs> that right there, folks, right there. Uh, if you don't think that this is all a big dog and pony show. It's all about the money. Right. I mean, if you're, line. right. If you're out there and you think that the NFL is really caring about women, I mean, really, I should tell you right there. I mean, all the NFL really cares about when it comes down to it is money. Right. Which is why Calvin Ridley got a full year because that could affect their bottom line. Yeah. As soon as you start messing with their money. Well, that's right. the integ integrity of the game. Right. People stop betting. You, you stop getting sponsorships. Right. You get, you know, all these TV deals. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, nope. can't mess with that. Yeah. Nobody's caring. I mean, the NFL doesn't care about uh, random fingers up buttholes. Yeah. I mean, let's just go right there. You know, or whipping it out. Right. Whatever. Absolutely. So, he's coming back for the Texans game. What's your guys' take? What are you hoping that we are going into week 13? Um, splitting, you know, splitting those games. We've got to buy in there. So, what do you guys think? What do you, what do you think? What do you think Jacoby has to do? I mean, he has to keep us above water. I mean, I think if he can keep us around 500, five and six, worst case scenario, we still have a shot at the playoffs. It's just, it's tough. The AFC is just loaded from top to bottom. So, I mean, I think Jacoby's a good backup quarterback, but we'll see if he can ride the ship for 11 games and keep us 
with a shot. Well, you know, I think it, it's 11 games, but those four game, first four games are very winnable. They are. Yeah. And, you know, you say the AFC is stacked, but that's going to make, you know, 10 or 11 wins is going to be hard to get. But I mean, game, but you say that, but then games five through nine are gone. Yeah, they're tough. But so he he can get one or two of those. So let's just take baby steps. Let's yeah. go, let's go. Let's hope for uh, three and one to start. Mm-hmm. Let's start with one and zero. Oh well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. We'll be, we'll be no. cliche. Yeah. That's great point. Great point. I mean, but start with baby steps. Yeah, with the one and zero, oh, then the three and one, or I hope it's four and zero. Oh. Yeah, and then we can start looking at can we split? Can we split five hundred? Yeah. Can we can we go four and four? I mean, I, I win the games at home. Right. Quite honestly, I think it's going to have to be better than five and six. I think we'll have to be six and five. I think five and six still have a shot. And there's two. Just forgot in last year at nine and eight, and, and the AFC is better. And there's two schools of thought on it too. Um, you can say, well, Deshaun's going to come back. He's going to be rusty. Uh, it's going to take him a while. You know, and actually, it's great that he comes back for the Texans game. I mean, mm-hmm. they're picked last in Vegas. Well, and that's somewhere he's played his whole career, so right. he knows the the stadium. Right. He knows the It'll be very hostile, but I mean, Deshaun Watson has been. Yeah, because I think their fans hate him too because he didn't play. Because that team shat on him and traded away D Hop. Yeah. Yeah, but you know how fans are. They're so in the moment. And, you know, and I'm going to stick to But he's been playing in hostile environments his whole career. Like in high high school, he was a top player in Georgia. And at Clemson, I mean, he was so good. And, you know, when you're that good, people hate you. So, (laughs) like Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah. He hates him twice, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but I'm I'm gonna kind of stick to that too. If down the road, and you might find out about the Zabruder film before you find out if the Texans actually planted this story and oh, planted yeah. on these women. But if that ever happens. And that could be in the cover-up, and you're never going to find out because the NFL wants to keep a team there, even though I think the state of Texas is owned by Dallas, owned by yeah, the Cowboys. But Houston's a big enough city where it is. Yeah, and they they had enough Oilers fans there. Yeah, that they they needed a team. And quite honestly, the St. Louis Texans doesn't quite have a great ring to it. Oh no, it's <laughs> just going to be a quite honest. But like, home I city. do feel like right. there doesn't need to be a team back in St. Louis. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean who. Uh, out of the the major cities out there, what one what city right now deserves to get an NFL team? If there's an expansion tomorrow, they're going to expand by two teams at least. Is going to do it even. I mean, St. Louis has to be right up there, right? Yeah. What I mean, what other place are we going that's going to support it? I yeah, I think St. Louis. Uh, and that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. Oh, I mean, the city. Yeah, but I mean that's not far from Dallas, so that whole area. Yeah, is that's really Columbus. not. Yeah, that's not a very big market. And not to be a homer here, but I mean Columbus. Columbus. But I mean it's owned by the Buckeyes, right? right. And, and that's fine. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. They, all those they split Columbus. Right. Um, also, just wanted to put this in there too that a lot people aren't talking much about this. But as part of the Deshaun Watson suspension, uh, he has to undergo counseling. Uh, it's part of that suspension to be compliant. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, and I just kind of came up with this, but is there any way um, the NFL keeps getting backlash uh, 
from the public media and it ends up that this counselor person says that he's truant or something, some written oh, report that you're never going to find out the NFL seeded that. And then all of a sudden, has anybody ever done that other than Josh Gordon? But that well, was a drug right. case. But I mean, let's just say that, you know, the report comes out that, you know, he was, he was truant or he was non-compliant. Uh, the counselor uh, thought that he was not sincere. And of course that could be planned with the NFL. I mean, they want to hire their own people. Conspiracy. I mean, okay. I mean, if we get that far, we're we're fucked anyway. Right. I mean, that's right. I I don't know. I mean, I see what you're saying because you know everybody's saying that he's, you know, he he thinks he's innocent and all that stuff. Yeah. He's gonna do what he has to do to get back on the field. That's the way he makes his money. Right. Well, yeah. And he, and again, like, what's he supposed to say in public? He's still got a civil suit going on. Like. And if he's if he admits guilt, then what if another criminal case comes up? Well, you already admitted guilt, so I mean that's. Well, I mean, did the civil suit is it actually did it take hold? There's only one that he's still got pending. Okay, because I thought the rest of them. He's yeah, paid. they're all they're all paid. They're all paid. Yeah, right. So, um, so we talk about. I mean, the Browns can they still make the playoffs? What's your feeling? What's your gut? Let's say we had and we got Jacoby. I mean, my take on it was. And this is probably an unpopular opinion amongst Browns fans, but I kind of just wanted him to be suspended for the whole year. That would kind of make everybody happy. Hey, look, he's punished for the whole year. And I think that would have given us a shot to go after a Jimmy Garoppolo who gives us a better chance to win than Jacoby Brissett. So, but now that it's only 11 games, they're not going to go make a trade for Jimmy or... Well, I was going to bring that up next was... Yeah. Is there any way the Browns are going well, to even, do unless, even, unless we have even if he was out the whole year, he would have to take less money because what they're doing, the reason they're not going out and getting anything else right now is because they want to have that rollover cap next year to make the moves that they need. Well, to make. Yeah, but it's a, you got to win now, though. So yeah, you got to win now, but Brissett is, I think, just as talented. Well, Ruffalo's quarterback for better teams. And here's my thing, too. Is You think so? San Francisco? Do you think the Browns roster right now is better than those Niners teams that he took to the Super Bowl? Or no, I mean in, in his career. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no, now that yeah, it's comparable to yeah. those Niners teams. You know, we don't have a Debo Samuel, but right. Well, and that's the thing too is what's John Lynch got up his sleeve out there at San Francisco? Apparently, what he's are they doing? Like Patrick Mahomes, right? And Trey Lance. Are, well, and that's the whole thing is do does John Lynch. Uh, I mean, Shanahan, but, do they feel comfortable enough with Trey Trey Lance right now, or is it just window dressing? Yeah, but what if, if Trey Lance... They're, they're going to keep Garoppolo. If he gets hurt, do you think Jimmy G really is going to want to play for them? Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's not that type of guy. Yeah, he doesn't seem like it, but I don't know. I mean... Not I guess he hurt. I guess I didn't <laughs> give him a... I don't even give him a playbook. Does he, need, <laughs> does he need a playbook? No, probably not. He's, he, like, he's a pretty smart guy. I mean, he was groomed by Tom Brady. So I've also heard that in the offseason he goes ghost mode. Right. Yeah, I read this article that I'm not sure Jimmy G? Yeah, Jimmy G like as soon as the season starts or off season starts, he gets the fuck out of there and like doesn't return phone calls or anything until like many camps come back around. He's busy with those porn stars. I, you know, I, you know, when you said ghost mode, I mean the first thing that triggered my mind was he's just only banging white porn stars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, I didn't know what you meant by that. I mean, you see that guy? 
Did I <laughs> I mean, oof. Anyway, so the other thing is to so the Browns had their second preseason game. Uh, any big takeaways from that? I mean, they literally played no starters, and and they did. Yeah, they did. You're you're correct. No people of consequence either. It was like they were just trying to figure out who's going to take the last six, seven spots in the roster. Yeah. Right. So I mean, all, all the rookies that we liked looked good. Is Perry on hurt? Did he play? I didn't see him. Winfrey, Perry on Winfrey. I didn't. I don't remember his. Name. I only watched the first half, which was fun because I mean Josh Dobbs and Gardner Minshew were going at it. There yeah. wasn't much defense being played, and. Well, Dobbs, too, you know, I kind of was kind of uh, cracking down on the Browns fans. It, just like you always see, Mark, hit the brakes. It's preseason. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the whole media, the slobbering sports media is in love with Kenny Pickett. Jesus. And you it, can yeah. see how little his hands are. For, play, for playing in the second half of right. the preseason. Yeah, game. right. And he looks like a Cabbage Patch kid out there <laughs> trying to throw the ball. And George Pickens, I mean, they're like, they're like, Slobbering over him because he pushed a flat-footed defender down in a preseason game, and they want to act like he's the next Jerry Rice. Oh. I mean, everybody's pushing the, the Kenny Pickett. It, it's beyond the Steelers fan base now. But I think yeah. I think Trubisky has to lose that job though because he's taken worse teams to the playoffs when he was with the Bears. So. I don't think it's going to take much though. I no, I think he's on a short leash. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, and he's it's once again it's like the NFL reacted to Deshaun Watson, the publicity. I mean, if the Pittsburgh fans are out there chanting for Kenny Pickett hands, yeah, he's gonna go in. He's gonna go in. Yeah, I mean, you already have Kyle Coward trying to make yeah. it happen. Well, well, we saw how that worked out. See the turtle. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Mike Tomlin's the kind of coach that's gonna be persuaded by the fan. Right, and he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have right, because I mean that guy. Well, that was say what you want. I mean, you I know, know he's the coach of the Steelers. Everyone but. is worried about the start of this eleven game stretch. The fucking Steelers went eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and. Who the heck was a Scooby Doo? Oh yeah, Duckworth, Mason, yeah, Duck, Ducky Hodges, yeah. Mason Rudolph, the one that got the helmet. Oh. Ow! <laughs> can't. I mean, they went eight and eight with that. If we can't, with the Duck Hodges, yeah, Duck Hodges, yeah, Hodges. Hodges. yeah. he beat us. I remember that. that guy's making a cameo on uh, what the hell's that Duck Show now with the guys uh, down there in Louisiana. Oh, the Duck Call. Yeah, yeah, Duck Call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking turds. What's that fucking show called? I know. I know. It's cool. It was pretty good. I used to watch it. I mean, Duck Hodges. Robertson. It's the, the one guy played at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, didn't he play with Bradshaw? Yeah, we were talking so. about that? Yeah. Jeez. God, what the hell? Yeah, why can't I think of the name of that show? Duckhead. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Christ, yeah. God. If they can go 8-8 eight eight with that, they had their defense carried them, and their offense didn't have Nick Chubb. I mean, when you think about Louisiana, not to get back, and you keep drilling on Duck Dynasty here, but I, the only thing I think of is like the SELSU Mud Dog. I think about Farmer Fran, and then I think about that show and how you could possibly have a Dynasty label on anywhere on that show. Yeah. <laughs> CSLU Mud Dogs. The Duck Dickheads. I mean, that's got to be the new trademark, right? I guess. I guess. But whatever. I mean, I'm just glad that that show's kind of... <laughs> yeah, right? I'm glad that show is kind of... It went away. Um, so, you know, I think Schwartz called a pass. Yeah. Believe it or not. I know. I I think he'll be fine this year. He's not going to be a superstar, but... 
He's got. He's just got to be a guy out there. I mean, I kind of watched the whole game, uh, kind of back and forth. Then I watched when Rosen came in. Can we go down the? Can we just? Can I throw this out there? Who's getting cut first? Is it Josh Rosen or Anthony Schwartz? Oh, Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. It has to be right. Schwartz ain't getting cut. Well, he he might be one of the biggest busts of all time. I mean, I, mean, I know he was a top. He was like pick number ten. I don't know. Jamarcus Russell was pretty bad. Can he even make the the roster for the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Can't See a Film? Well, no. James Rosen. I mean, that guy fucking went. I mean, they took Kyler Murray over him, which I know Kyler Murray's a lot better, but. The year after they drafted him, like, was it 10th overall? Yeah, they so. drafted him first. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to tell you something. Yeah. Because didn't Cliff Kingsbury come in then? And he's like, yeah, I want this yeah, guy. He's an asshole. Yeah. Because that sucks. He couldn't hit the broadside yeah. of the bar. And the only thing I can think about Josh Rosen, and I keep going back to it, is the whole thing he came after his post draft interview. He's like, yeah, nine teams. Uh, nine teams that had, that picked before me and didn't pick. They look me. like geniuses. Yes, they do. Yeah. They do. And we know that's not true because I'm pretty sure Gruden and Mayock picked in there somewhere. Yeah, I think they picked. Uh, no, that was the following year when they picked that Cleveland Farewell. Yeah, Leatherwood. Yeah, they he could they could have got him like on uh, the eighth round. Right. <laughs> Leatherwood. In a supplemental draft. Yeah. Right. Jesus. <laughs> well. So. I want to get back to Schwartz a little bit. Uh, is the project over with Schwartz? No. No? You're, I mean, you're too. I mean, and I heard something really good the other day was there's a difference between like track and field fast and football wide receiver fast. There is. Like you can have. Like that guy from the Eagles? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Devin Allen? Yeah. yeah. But. But I mean. It doesn't Sports matter. Open. You you can get open, but if you can't catch the ball, yeah, you're done. You remember last year when uh, Jamar Chase was having drop problems in the mm-hmm. season? People were calling him a bust, and then Jesus, now he's like a top five receiver yeah, in the league. Right. I, I that's again like let's pump the brakes on that. Like, I mean, if our if he, he's the athlete, you just got to get. If our wide receiver room wasn't so devastatingly thin though he's Schwartz, six on the way out he'd be out yeah he'd be out so i mean our wide receiver room consists of uh mari cooper anthony schwartz david bell uh dpj michael woods mm-hmm. i saw a couple other guys step up yeah a couple other guys stepped up in the game too i was mm-hmm. glad to see them get some targets i like harley um, jr yeah and I remember, like, Woods, too. I think that Woods, gonna yeah. Be, Actually, Woods. He's probably going to be what we thought DPJ was supposed to be. Right. Which I hope DPJ comes out this year and, and is that number two wide receiver, but I haven't really seen it. You know, well, he's not getting targets. No, he never gets targets. He doesn't get targets. Well, Baker never he's not gonna, wide receiver. Well, he's, so. Remember that Cincinnati game went down? He had that huge, 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 that huge blow yeah. on. I mean, that was, like, his, the best catch he probably even had even in Michigan. Yeah. Well, he had that game-winning catch that yeah, incident two years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. The only uh, game-winning drive, I think, make Well, him and Baker are like MVP candidates when they play Cincinnati yeah. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we just hope that trend continues with Jacoby, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a coaching staff thing. I mean, because we got that Monday night game against the Bengals, which I was really, really hoping that Watson was going to be back for that game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I was definitely going to go to that game. I'm still going to go. Yeah. I think our defense could keep us. Yeah, our defense is going to have to, like, I think our defense is going to have to win us, like, one or two of those first 11, which we played the Dolphins. Well, 
So we get to play Tua, who can't throw more than 20 yards down the field. He's worse than Baker. And are we kind of in agreement here? I mean, it doesn't matter what opponent it is, but just like you brought up too, Mark, uh, Jacoby Brissett, we need him to manage the game. He's not going to be the guy in the two-minute warning, you know, that's going to go out and, and win. Just don't make final mistakes. Drive. Just okay? keep us in but we had a guy, yeah, we had a guy like that. <laughs> We had a guy like that, and it was, you know, games. all you Baker slurpers out there are just, you know. And I was a big Baker. You can't hate him oh. too much because, oh. I mean, he was the best quarterback that we've ever had in our lifetime. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I still think if Tim Couch had his offense, oh, yeah, he, right. he would have never have left Cleveland. Or Derek Anderson. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. So, here's the other thing, too. With that wide receiver room, you know, I sent this out to you guys the other day. There's free agents out there. Yeah. And we were both, like, on a text. We were kind of in agreement. Hey, why don't we go after this guy? Uh, some of the names that are out there, T.Y. Hilton, D.D. Westbrook, Cole Beasley, Demarcus Robinson. I like Demarcus Robinson in this offense. I like Demarcus Robinson. I like the veteran. I, I worry about his health, though. I like the fact that T.Y. Hilton's in there and Jacoby already is yeah, playing with him. They have that rapport already. Yes. I like that. Cole Beasley's too busy making mixtapes and he is. He is. I'm not a big Cole Beasley no, guy. I'm not either. Yeah. He, he's like your tiny tight end. Maybe like three or four tape. years ago, I would like yeah. him. But. Well, and those mixtapes, they sound like he's mixing like whippets with greenies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get too literal about the mixing part, but good grief. Uh, but I mean, but Beasley could be that slot guy. That's David Bell. The slot, the slot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I really like David Bell. Yeah. I think he was just me a lot of Jarvis Landry. Like he's bigger. gonna, yeah, he's gonna go across the middle. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna be flashy, but he's gonna have nice. You don't know that though, because I, I don't know. You know, people get too caught up with these fucking forty times and shit. Oh yeah. Football speed is football speed. Right. So. Right. How many fast players have been total? John Ross. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and Jarvis Landry ran a 4.8. Yeah. <laughs> so overrated. So, any other uh, takeaways from the game? Preseason sucks. It yeah. does. It does. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm, ready for the real game. I'm, I'm two weeks I just can't now. wait yeah. to see what I'm, we actually look like. I'm super glad. And I'm so glad we get to play this fuck week one. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I can't wait to see Miles and David just have a fucking day. Oh. Yeah, that triple well, pump. I, that first time that those Carolina fans see a triple pump, they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, that's his move. That's how he gets the safety to go exactly where he wants him to get the fucking interception. Can you hear him? Can you hear him now? What's he doing? <laughs> Robbie Anderson. It's like, from, uh, it's like from the Sandlot when the guy catches the ball and he can't tickle. So he like runs back to the infield and he's like, the hell is he doing? I mean, the first time that he misses Robbie Anderson when he's wide open. I mean, Robbie Anderson has the history of this. He retires on the spot. No, he's going to go back and jerk one off in Baker's eye. <laughs> Mark, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. So, all right. Well, we never, we're going to kind of get on the uh, High State Buckeye segment. Uh, brought in my lead man this week. Um... Coach's poll, high State, number two. I think they beat Coach's poll. I think it's worthless. 
nothing matters until the roll poll comes out. I don't no. know how you feel about it. But you have to rank teams somehow to start giving them value on wins or losses. Right. So I get that. Um, I don't know what's more worthless, the AP or the coaches poll. I mean, they're both pretty... Didn't right. Texas get a number one vote? Yeah. That just explains, that explains it all. I wonder who voted that. Yeah. Maybe Texas's coach? Probably. No, I you know you vote? can't vote for your you can't own vote team. For yourself. Oh. Yeah. No, Charlie Rich. So it was probably Oklahoma because now they have to kind of like be together, right, on their way into the SEC, oh, which they're, they're both gonna. <laughs> they'll be like the they'll be like Ole Miss, eight and four, yeah. seven. Well, getting to Texas, did at least he? at least Texas doesn't have to play Kansas after this year. Did did they name yours the starter there? Yeah, he was named the starter. They came from Ohio State, yeah. right? So we're hoping it's he just not came like... and took a bunch of money from Ohio State and then right. Uh, <laughs> read that article. Genius. <laughs> So we're hoping it doesn't turn into like Joe Joe Burrow 2.0. Apparently, Hudson Card was the starter as of like three days ago, and now there's rumor that the Texas Boosters had something to do with Quinn Ewers getting that job. But I mean, kid's talented. He's only like 19 years old. Guy has a cannon for an arm. So we'll right. see if he can. Steve Sarkeesian has had success with quarterbacks before, so we'll see if he can mold him into a NFL quarterback someday. Maybe. Right. Wasn't Sarkeesian Vince Young in Tennessee, like when he went to the Titans? I think so. Like He's been his man all over. Yeah. I know. And he was he was a Florida State, right? When he it, he was with Alabama. They kind yeah. of re, um, kind of got a resurgence with them, and he was at USC, and yeah, he's kind of been all over the place. Yeah. So, so. the strength of schedule. I just want to throw this out there for all the Buckeye haters. Okay, Ohio State strength of schedule. This is out of 130 D1 schools. It's number 39. Okay, Michigan, 112. Michigan has the worst out of conference schedule of any team this year. They why, have, why do they want to? Hawaii. Play? They were supposed to play UCLA this year, and they dodged, They ducked it last year. They said, "No, we're not playing you anymore." So it's like two years ago. When yeah, they when they us. dodged us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they played uh, like Colorado State. Hawaii and some Mac schools. I mean, in Notre Dame, and I get tired of all the the Notre Dame fans. Ninety three, but it doesn't really make sense because when I was looking through their schedule, they play Clemson, who's in the top five. They play at USC, who's in the top fifteen. I mean, I get it. Well, North those, Carolina, your strength of schedule fluctuates, kind of like you know the polls and stuff too throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, you could end up Ohio State essentially. Depending on how their opponents and how the, how they do, they could actually be in the top ten strength of schedule wise. Yeah, you know, yeah, by, by so the end of the season, you got to root for mm-hmm. the teams that you beat, the top teams that you beat. You got to root for them to keep be winning. Good well, as much year. as I hate, I played enough NCAA football in my life. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and as much as I hate Michigan, I mean, uh, people always were like, well, "You're you're rooting for Michigan in that game?" Yeah, I root for Michigan in every single game until it comes down to the last game. Yeah. Because it's yeah. only going to help us in the polls, and at the end of the season, if yeah. we beat Michigan and they have an unscathed schedule. Yeah, and how awesome was that game in 2006 when it was 1v2? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. that was, that's what college Absolutely. was all about. And what, 2016 when the two-verse-three double overtime, Curtis Samuel yeah. game winning. Right. And, yeah, that was... You mean the... The go-ahead first down that wasn't a first down. Yeah, the 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 one where you saw the memes of the like spot was wrong. It looked like a yeah. lightning bolt, like yeah. when they drew it. Yeah, on the field. Uh, 
how you know they're saying Ohio State has a lot, a lot of analysts are picking Ohio State to run the table. You know, at least through the regular season. Um, where's the hiccup there? Where's the hiccup? Purdue at, at night, yeah, right? See, <laughs> for Iowa, I feel like those games don't have Northwestern. I feel like yeah. we do play Northwestern at Northwestern at yeah. night. I, I don't know about it's... that. Well, you better mark it. No, no. <laughs> Northwestern will be like one and six. So it probably won't be a night game. I feel right. like since Ryan Day took over, we haven't had that horrible hiccup against yeah. a team we shouldn't lose yeah. to. Like, Oregon was good. Yeah, they were. I mean, I still feel like we should have beat them. Yeah, we definitely I mean, won that game. It wasn't because we were weren't prepared. No, that was a young quarterback being young. Well, that was a defensive problem. Yeah, we were having last last season. I was at that game and they scored. Twice we were sitting in the end zone twice on the same play. I mean, it's like we just didn't make any adjustments after that game. There was just like a total reshuffle in the coaching staff. Yeah, their defensive coordinators the last couple of years it just doesn't They're, seem like yeah. well, and they don't go out of base. So what are we thinking about Jim Knowles? I mean, I know he came from you know Oklahoma the Big State. Twelve. It's I kind mean, of a pillar yeah, top five top five defense with probably not even close to the. He's talent. defensive coordinator. Of the year last year. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, in 2019, the last time we had flashes of really good defense was when we had Jeff Halfley, who's now coaching at Boston College. And that's when we had Chase Young and Jeff Okuda, some top. Do we team. have any like DNs coming up? To, so, is Zach Harrison going to make a step? or I don't I don't know. I mean, from what I'm hearing, it's all about Jack Sawyer and JT Tui Molau. They're both true sophomores. Both played a lot last year as true freshmen, but. From what I'm hearing, those guys are just dominating our offensive, all, line. Our offensive line, who has all Americans on all, it. two All Americans on it. So there's going to be a lot of rotating on that defensive front. But other than that, is that the rest Penn, of the defense is, is that Penn State set. night games? That's scary a little bit. That's probably the one game because it's at Penn State. Right. But, I mean, we, we usually played well. play pretty well there. Yeah. Other yeah. than the last time we lost there in a big game, when we had the the kick blocked and returned for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. been about six years, I think. Yeah, I think so. it was 2016, but I mean, that JT Bear game, I still remember just being like, God, we were down like what two scores? At the oh yeah, I was at that game. Ago. I was considering leaving early, but stuck it out, and that was awesome. They had Saquon Barkley. It was just fireworks back and forth. But I mean, this year it's kind of nice that we get Notre Dame early because I think they're going to be pretty good, but we get them early in the year at home. We get Wisconsin at home. Well, they could win out after yeah. they play us. Yeah. And then, I mean, Michigan at home, which that's a tough game no matter where you play it, no matter what the record is. And Iowa also at home. How are you feeling about that offense? Ohio State? Yeah. Oh, it's going to Is it as good as last year? I mean, you it's had a lot of Wilson. It's better. It's probably and better. They, they've reloaded, so yeah, in Jigba. Yeah. And, and then you got uh, well, I think Fleming and Harrison Jr. stepping yeah. up, right? And, and Stroud, Stroud, and he's the Heisman favorite, yeah. even in Vegas right now. So I mean, yeah. the bald dude there from ESPN, Fine Bomb, the SEC slurper. <laughs> I mean, he's he has number one. He cannot figure out how in the hell Notre Dame is five. Well, who else are you gonna put there though? Right. I mean, anybody but them. Yeah, I would say who was in six. Well, oh, he was saying he he would they would be in his top fifteen probably. So between ten and fifteen. Yeah, he even said that it came out of his own mouth. So, but I mean, I do like. I mean, their coach is a Buckeye. 
Okay. So I mean, Texas A&M so is number six, which they I mean they beat Bama last year, but Jimbo mm-hmm. Fisher. Did they just have the number one recruiting class? Yeah, they they always seem to have the top recruiting class, but like I feel like it doesn't ever equate to. They're never really competing for the SEC. I mean, they're in the SEC West, which is loaded, but right. I mean, I'm interested to really Utah, see Utah's one of those teams where I mean, we saw how tough they were last year. I mean, I know we were right. missing some guys in that Rose Bowl game, but their coach has been there for like 20 years. They're a tough physical team, yeah. which is what we struggle with. Which is, I, I think we're going to beat Notre Dame, and it's going to be it's going to get comfortable late mid to late third quarter. But those are the teams that we struggle with against big physical offensive lines. Look at Michigan last year. They dominated us. Yeah. But I don't think Notre Dame has the guys on the outside. Well, and I think we have uh, one of the All-Americans has already announced was in Jigba, but also we have an offensive lineman. Yeah. It's in the Paris Johnson, yeah. DeWan Jones. Yeah. The, well, they're the defensive, in too. Defensive line is step up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This Zach Harrison. I mean, when that guy was recruited out of high school from Olentangy, he was one of the top recruits in the country, and he just he's good against the run, but he hasn't put up those sack numbers that we're used how to, about, like from the Boses and Chase Young. How about your uh, boy Kate Stover? From what I'm hearing, that guy. Is he going to start at tight end? Yeah, he's he's a starter at tight end. Okay. He's a captain. Right. They said he was an Iron Buckeye, which means he's been in the weight room. Working his tail off, and he said he's a farmer. He said right. they asked him why he worked so hard. He said cows don't take days off either. So right, he's a uh, he's got a chance. I think to play at the next level. They said he's like got a lot faster. He's slimmed down a little bit. Kind of like a Harrison Bryant. Yeah, yeah. So not to get back on the Browns kick, but man, that guy could just really open it up this year. Yeah. Harrison I'll Bryant. Like I mean. We talk about our wide receivers being weak, that, that core. I like him and Njoku, man. But, I mean, it's Harrison Bryant. Obviously, the Njoku deal, you know, we all kind of laughed at that a little bit. But it's like Njoku has that breakaway type ability. But can, you give him targets. But can Harrison yeah. Bryant do that? I mean, he seems more like a, a, a target guy. Yeah, more like a completion. Yeah, yeah Njoku's going to be the guy. He's not that the guy. He's possession. Yeah. Right. So he's like Hooper. Yeah, he stays on his feet. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Jesus Terrible Christ. contract. No wonder he was Baker's best fucking friend. Right. But it's crazy going game, back. Game appreciate game. Right? Is, there, is there any way? Going back to the Ohio State wide but, receiver room, I mean, yeah, we lost Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave early in the NFL draft, but you got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., Julian Fleming was the number one recruit a few years right, ago. Right, right. And some other guys that we have injuries to those guys, they can just step right in and, yeah. I mean. Wide receiver, you. Five-star recruits. Us in Alabama. They just keep reloading. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think Emeka Buka is kind of a combination of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson where, like, the speed, the agility, the – Garrett Wilson's ability to catch the ball wherever it's thrown to him. I mean, I mean, this probably isn't going to happen. Either. Baker Mayfield would probably love to have a guy like Garrett Wilson who can catch even if it's twenty yards. They'd love to have somebody that can actually get the ball to him too. Yeah. So I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, I mean, has this ever happened where a Heisman final room with the three players is two of them are from the same university? Um, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Reggie was Bush Ly- and Matt Liner and Brady Quinn? I think Reggie they were all Bush. Finalists. Well, Bush Liner Quinn. 
Yeah, Reggie Bush, Matt yeah. Lyman. Is there a possibility? I mean, and even we haven't even mentioned Travion Henderson. I no. mean, one of oh, the best running oh, backs absolutely. in football. He's yeah. a number one preseason All American team. So. I mean, but could 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 Injigba and Stroud be I mean, the top could. three? Dude, Njigba, he had a three hundred with forty seven yards against yeah. Utah. Didn't he set a record on that one? Yeah, he, he, set, a, he set multiple school records, Rose Bowl records. FBS and he was our third wide receiver. Yeah. Is there any way? Okay. Yeah. I want to transition to this a little bit. Is there any way that Notre Dame is hanging with the Buckeyes in that game? Not after the first two quarters. It's, I think it'll be close early. Yeah, like you said. But, but it's in it's in Columbus. I just I don't know. Maybe even after the first quarter. I don't see yeah. them stopping. I mean, offense is so explosive. Yeah. The, the one matchup I think that could give us some trouble is um, Matthew Mayer, their, or Michael Mayer, their tight end. He's going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL next year. They call him Baby Gronk. I mean, well, there's nothing baby about him. I think he's bigger than Gronk. No, I, I can't. I don't know the receiver, but I guess Notre Dame had a, uh, one of their top receivers already went out. Yeah, they've had a couple injuries. Their, sec- well, their secondary is... They had a quarterback they're... battle, didn't they? Yeah, so I think the guy that... I wouldn't call it a battle. I mean, it's their game, so... <laughs> I mean, are, are they going to have somebody to give them the ball? We just got to... Our, our front has to be better. They have to get more pressure. How would you get worse? Yeah, I mean, that, that, and if you can scheme some shit to, you know, actually maybe start doing some disguise and blitzes, like... It's big time college football. I know right. it's not the NFL, but you got to c- confuse these quarterbacks yeah. a little bit. From what I've heard, uh, Tyler Buckner is going to be the starter for Notre Dame, and he's more of the athletic. He can make some plays with his feet. RBOs. But he's also coming off a knee injury. He played a little bit last year, and then Drew Pine is more of the pocket passer. He played in a lot of he played a lot of snaps last year behind Jack Cohn. Is so. he the one? Or is Cone the one that came from Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Yeah, so we'll see. They got they have some athletes out on the outside, but nothing that's going to scare Ohio State's defensive backs, well, especially I, Denzel Burke. I mean, there's your next Ohio State defensive back that's going to go in the first round. And I hear their offensive line may be top one, top two in the nation. Yeah, probably right behind Michigan. Yeah, and I mean, so, Ohio State should be right up there too with their with their line. So yeah, it's the Midwest. So I mean, here's how I see the game, and I'm a you know I'm a total degenerate. So and a homer, and well that too, always. Oh, anyway, not oh not that kind. <laughs> uh, the betting lines opened up. Ohio State's favored by 13 and a half. Immediately got bet up to 14 and a half. And the over-under went from 50 to 58 and a half. Oh, I would slam the over. Really? Yeah. Now, I see, think it's going to be a higher scoring game than people think. Now, see, I... think the Buckeyes hit 40. Well, that's fine, but see it it's like total total between two teams. A 45-31 type of game. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame, I think, is going to score because, I mean, Ohio State's never actually played this defense against other competition, so... That's a pretty I'm high gonna, level thing I'm gonna to tell you, out with. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right it's now. It's too bad we don't start out with a Toledo or... I'm going to tell you right now what I'm recommending. I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm going to swallow the points, 14 and a half, and I'm going to take the under. And here's the reason why I'm going to go with the under. I think Notre Dame, if they're smart, they're going to try to use that offensive line. They're going to try to slow the game and keep the ball away from our offense. 
So you're going to have to have, unless you're expecting Ohio State to score 50, and I'm not saying they won't. What if Ohio State scores in the first two possessions? Well, that changes the game completely. Well, then I'm going to go immediately go to, like, live betting and try to, try to hedge, hedge my bet. <laughs> yeah, if Ohio State gets off to a fast start, then Notre Dame's in trouble. Will. They'll have to. Well, they'll have to. It just makes me nervous to being the first game. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year the first game was totally different because it was C.J. Stroud's first start at Minnesota. Like, a pretty tough environment on the road in the rain. And they started off pretty slow and then had a couple big plays. But hopefully playing at home, they're feeding off the crowd because it should be, I mean, Ohio State, Notre Dame, week one, prime time. It doesn't get any fucking bigger. No, and it's great. And I mean, two of the best. I believe it's only the fifth time we've ever played each other. Mm. Or, no. Like seven regular times, season seven or times. total? Total. I know in the bowl games, we've kind of owned mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Well, I I seen we, the first two times we played and we lost, which was in like 1935 and 36. No, we didn't play again until 1995. Okay. We right. won four in a row. Yeah. So we played them. This will be our seventh time. I, they need to get their asses Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't want to give up any of that big NBC money. As well. Yeah. Well, well, they get more money from the Big Ten. I think they're going to be in the Big Ten. They said it's got an eight later. billion dollar deal. If Notre Dame got into the Big I, Ten, they would get I, even more. I think yeah. Notre Dame gets forced into a, into the Big Ten as they lack recruiting. As, yeah, as they've got the, they have the, already. Well, they have the number one recruiting class for the next two years as of now. I mean, a lot of that can change because it's changed too. Especially in, in our college yeah. football nowadays, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just lost a top recruit. He like reopened his com or his uh, recruitment. Uh, Keon Keeley. He's from Alabama, so a lot of people are thinking he's either going to commit to Bama or Ohio State. But as of right now, Notre Dame has a real. I mean, Marcus Freeman's going to come in and recruit better than fucking. Brian Kelly. Well, yeah. I mean, Maybe I don't can relate better to the players. Do you want to go back down to the the whole Kelly? Hey, Kelly did a he compared, did a, compared to what the going down Dame there and through talking like there. yeah he, talking like Farmer Fran. Yeah, right. Brian Kelly. He was. It, it's a good comparison to compare him to Baker Mayfield in a way that yeah. Brian Kelly like got Notre Dame to their ceiling to where they're like a respectable team. But they can't get over the hump. That. Yeah. That one, well, that's what he thought. Which is why they got dominated in every big game they played in in the last, yeah. how long? Ten years? When's the last time that, when's the last time Notre Dame beat, like, when's the last time won a big, big game? game? I don't know. Have they won a bowl game this since Y2K? Not any major teams. Yeah, Willingham didn't. They didn't beat Alabama in 2012. I know that. Yeah, and I know it wasn't Manti Teo's fault. Well, that's going to bring me into my next segue, which is I want to go ahead and visit this Manti Teo documentary that's on Netflix for everybody. R.I.P. Lene. <laughs> right. Uh, and, I mean, it looks to me like uh, Netflix is trying to take a little bite out of the ESPN sports docs, the 30 for 30s, whatnot. They're actually pretty good. Dude. They are good. I mean, they're good. I thought, I thought this one was good. It took me a while to really get into it, but it's kind of hard not to feel for the guy because there's no way he was in on it. No. It totally screwed his draft stock, and people like had him as like one of the most hated athletes. Right, for getting catfish. Just because he was like... I mean, but that info, like I remember when all that shit came, that didn't come out. No, you didn't hear about that. It was all he faked this or he's yeah, a, he's a gay. Yeah, it's like that's not it at all. Yeah, <laughs> Katie Couric asked him just straight up, 
Are you gay? Yeah, imagine what would happen nowadays. If cancel, cancel! Right, cancel. absolutely. And that was fucking 10 years ago. So much has changed. Yeah. Except well, for the fact that they haven't won a big game since, but... <laughs> Can I... I just want to throw this out there, too. And, Ryan, I texted you this. I had to set this up. I'm going to try to get it up on the camera, but... Lene Kakua, the catfish from Anti Teo, I'm like, where is she from? Where have I seen her? And I'm pretty sure, so the mom of at the uh, Lawaki Diner on 51st Dates, if you're not familiar with that, uh, this is it. This is right here. I don't I don't even know if we can even get that in there. We'll try to get that up on the pod. Might try to, yeah, might try to we'll try to get that in there. But she actually remind me of the cook from yeah. you know, she kept telling Sandler to leave uh leave Drew Barrymore's character alone. Like serving them waffles. Look at these glutes, Dad. Just <laughs> kids serving them waffles. Yeah, you're right. Now, speaking of which, I mean, I had a hard time. I had to keep, like, restarting the documentary. I just had this sudden urge to eat Spam about every two minutes. <laughs> spam and pineapple. Some flapjacks. But they call them flapjacks in Hawaii? What, what, I didn't really, what I didn't really like in that doc, though, is they, like, tried to make the... Uh, whatever... Whatever his, her name is, or whatever it is... Yeah, have to be like not that bad of a dude. It's like Renaya. Yeah, yeah, Renaya. Well, here's what. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Well, yeah, she totally ruined the meme. ruined his career. Yeah, and, well, he lost ten millions of dollars. And here's, he worked hard as fuck for. Yeah, right. like, he seemed like a guy that they wasn't just a nothing. pure up like straight up freak athlete. Like he seemed like a hard working. Like he had to work for what he right. Yeah, right. for what he was. I mean, and of all the people that Renaya could have picked to start catfishing, right? Fucking. Manti Teo? Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's kind of the name of this episode, but it's Manti Teo dumber than a real catfish. <laughs> but my goodness. That was I just mean, a different time. I mean, his uncle, though. Like, he, there was a segment in there where he went home for Christmas, and yeah. he, you know, his uncle, who's got to be, you know, at least 10 years older than him. I mean, I don't know how they do it in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, basically saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a captive situation. Well, he said yeah. that was the first time I heard that word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so <laughs> what was more, what was more astounding to you in a documentary though? Was it Teo getting catfished or was it sports media? It was, or were they, was that the bigger catfish there? Well, the media, like, yeah. And they didn't check their sources at all. Right. It was a dead spin? Yeah, dead spin. Dead spin. The ones that gave, they, have, they had the two dudes that were just, there's like eight people to a blog, and they named themselves. It was like guys, guys like us figured it right. out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dumb fucks like us. <laughs> I mean, well, when she got that fucking picture that, like, she had to write it down and did that. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. You're telling me that wouldn't have fucked you up mentally? Right. <laughs> well, and I know it, like, towards the end, the second part of the series, you know, Teo's talking about, you know... He kind of knew it was. I mean, I was with Christianity and, you know, his faith and all that. I mean, I was waiting for Tim Tebow to come in there and just kneel down in the shot at one point. Yeah, but you hate when players take knees. I do. I do. Except Tanya Harden. <laughs> that bitch here can deserve it. Anyway, but, I mean, it started off, you know, he's talking about how he's forgiving this Ronaya or forgiven Ronaya. But at the beginning of the documentary, they weren't even like in the same room. Did you notice that? 
They, it's like, yeah, you've forgiven this guy, but you can't even be in the same shot. Oh, I'm sure they... Because it even said that Renaya has changed her sex or whatever right. before the taping. So, yeah, right. why, why would he be in the same room with that dude? Well, it's not a dude anymore. Well, that... You're getting can- canceled. 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 Fuck you. Well, and the other thing that I was really taken away from this, and, of course, they had the uh, the athletic director, the former athletic director that was narrating a lot yeah. of it. It was almost as if they were pandering to the Notre Dame faithful and trying to pin their loss to Alabama because of Manti Teo's mental... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was their six first round draft picks that year. <laughs> right? right? Well, and I just want to kind of go down that. So here's what was before Notre Dame was really recruiting at a higher level that they are now. Back then, it was like they weren't recruiting. Mantero the was their steal. I mean, it was, you know. I mean, he was one of the most talented there, players in the country. He yeah. went there because God told him to. Yeah, God we talked about that for 20 minutes. God tapped right. him on the shoulder. Jesus. He said, don't go to USC. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I just want to run down this a little bit. Of course, it was a 42-14 blowout in that national championship game. Uh, I started watching Big Bang Theory after the first quarter. I was actually watching The Real Catfish on MTV. (laughs) That's how bored I got. I remember. Uh, But listen to these stats, though. And you want to find out. It wasn't Manti Teo. Come on. They were just... Outplayed. Yeah, I mean, there they were. They were yeah. Listen to these pros on this team. It's Eight, like when we played Alabama two years ago. Yeah. We were just outmatched. Yeah. I mean, we didn't Eight, have anybody to guard Devontae Eight, Smith. <laughs> AJ McCarron was 20 for 28 for 264, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 97.5 rating. And a smoking hot girlfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. As Brett Musburger would say. Yeah, Oscar. He was right. He wasn't wrong. We better cue up Musburger on that one. <laughs> well, okay. Now listen to this. Both running backs. Eddie Lacy. Okay. 140 yards on 20 carries in that game. TJ Yeldon. Remember, he got wasted away there in Jacksonville. Yep. 108 yards on 21 carries and a touchdown. You had two backs that were over 100 yards. Yeah. I mean... Manti Teo is one guy. Was uh Mari Cooper, six receptions for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Was Trent Richardson on that team or is that the year before? Uh I didn't see him on the uh, okay. on the stat sheet. But and then also Haha Clinton Dix had an INT for Alabama. So McCarron, Lacey, Yeldon, Cooper, Dix. I mean, and then you got Notre Dame. Everett Golson. I had to look this guy up. Because I'm like, who? He Vernon? wasn't a bad Vernon. college quarterback. He played at Florida State, too. Yeah. He transferred to Florida State. 21 for 36 for a touchdown. 270 yards, one interception, a 57.5 rating. Okay. Theo Riddick, remember that guy? Yeah. He had 10 carries for 37 yards, a 3.7-yard average. And I shouldn't even say that because one of those runs was a 20-yard run. You take that 20 yard away, it's he's nine for 17. And he had a receiving touchdown. His touchdown didn't even come as a rusher. <laughs> and then Tavares Daniels, I had to look that guy. I've never heard of that guy in my whole he life. He was their number one receiver. Six receptions, 115 yards, zero touchdowns. It, it wasn't Manti Teo. 
Okay. You guys are just not good. You shouldn't have been there. They didn't score a touchdown until the third quarter, did they? I, I don't it's about right. It was like 28 to nothing, I think, out of the gate. I don't know. Like, yeah, they were over Matt. Everybody who knew anything about college football at that time knew that they were going to get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. They were not the yeah, I a, yeah, I had a friend of mine that's a huge Notre Dame fan. He actually bought tickets and flew down there for that game. I'm like, I mean, you can't. Uh, I told him, I said, you should have given me half that money. I would have put it on you know, the betting line on the other side and just paid for your trip. <laughs> yeah, but even sometimes, though, even though if you know your team's going to lose, it's still. Oh, yeah, you got to be a little bit. Just, to, just to be there. Yeah. I'm sure it was great. Awesome. Um, you want to talk a little uh, MLB? Anything about Manti Teo Doc you guys want to bring up? Anything, anything else? Welcome back to the Raw Dogger Sportscast. Our buddy Mark had to go ahead and take off. I uh, unknowingly, well, I knew it. I swapped out his uh, one half drink at Bush Light for a White Claw. And he had to go out. He thought he was start making TikToks. So I was like, yeah, get out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I had to go switch out his game. No, he had, he, he had some prior engagements going on. Hopefully it's quite a few. I'm always a wingman for my buddies. <laughs> well, we got to. You know, make sure to let him know next time to yeah, give himself his own send-off. Right. So, uh, you want to go ahead and uh, kind of hit on the MLB a little bit here? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I guess uh, the Indians now have a two-game lead. Uh, what are we down to? Approximately, what, 40 games left? You looking that up? Yeah. So, standings. Yep, there's a two-game lead. Two-game lead right now. 64 and 56. So. Okay. All right. All right. I know we were yeah, talking about. Games left. I know we were talking about uh, whether this this team's an 85-win team. Last pod a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I know they still kind of had to, had to have a comeback there against Detroit. Yeah. Over the weekend, uh, had a great comeback against the White Sox. Absolutely. Um, They took two of four from the Tigers. Um, they had a great comeback last Tuesday. Uh, scored five in the eighth inning. To solidify that. Um, what do you think about the Indians' remaining schedule? Still unchanged? I know they start with San Diego tonight, two-game series, but the Twins go, to, Twins go to Houston for four. So, essentially, the Indians could lose both those games and then the Twins, or they, what are they doing in Houston? They go on one and three. They're they getting swept, and they go on two and four at the best, right? And we come out of both those series, and then we go to Seattle. We have to go to Seattle after that. So what are we thinking? Uh, I mean, right now, I think, uh, you know, you can't really worry too much about what the other team's doing. Uh, but... You know, the Indians are just going to have to keep winning series or splitting series. I, I don't think Minnesota's going to get on a hot streak. I don't think Chicago is. I mean, they have it all year. Uh, right. And that team's built, too. They were built to – they were supposed to be the winner of that division. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's not happening. Yeah, I so. mean, their, their payroll is – Tremendous. Completely more than what Grant has right now. $60 million payroll. You're in That's first crazy. place after That's over crazy. 100 games played. That's crazy. 120 games played. 
So things looking up and up for the for the tribe. Yeah, I, I think so. Any any stats out there? Any way that uh, can we? Of course, we're going to be an underdog, and we're going to be uh, have the short home field. We're not going to have a home field in that first round, obviously. But who's that pin us up against? I, I don't know. They have a new uh, playoff structure now. Oh, is it by division winner? I think so, because uh, there's three wildcard teams now. I think the number one oh, seed right. gets uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, gets by, and then there's no like playing games anymore. Okay, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. So I, I think they're just five game series. But okay, I think if you win your division, you get uh, home home uh, home, home, advantage home field in the first first round. Okay. So yeah, I mean, depending on who they 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 match up with. They have the pitching, and they have. I mean, they're young, so. I mean, the biggest just, just to get the the experience of the playoffs is a big thing. <laughs> the biggest thing with Major League Baseball, when it comes down to the playoffs, and if you're not hitting your stride at the end of the season, it's got to be your bullpen, right? Your bullpen has to see you through. You can have a great starting rotation, but that bullpen has to make it. That's a make or break, I think. Yeah. It? Yeah, I, I think we have a pretty good bullpen. Right. It's. We have the best. I think we have the best closer in baseball, and if Cam and Check can, can can be who he's supposed to be, you know, you have a good setup guy. It's just you really you really trust Brian fucking Shaw, right? You know, right? I think that middle part of the bullpen is still the question mark, and you know, at the trade deadline, I thought that that was get a hitting catcher and that, but <clears throat> you know, they believe in their young guys, and I know Naylor's little brothers. Bo Naylor's catcher that they have right the pipe that's that's hitting around I think two seventy five or something like that in the minors right now that triple A yeah okay so maybe next year he'll be up here uh, with his brother you know they're just exciting I I just wish I could watch more of them <laughs> I mean you, you kind of run down the divisions even in the American League I'm strictly American League right now is the winner of that American League West. <laughs> Who's that going to be, number one? I think Seattle. Do you think Seattle? Do they have any shot even getting through a first round? And we have them coming back the five If they get a wild card, that's in it. Like, if it's who's behind them in the West? Is it the Angels? Could be. I don't even know if they're. Let me see here. Let's check out the. I mean, it's not the A's. Speaking of the A's, I have to put this out there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can hardly stop laughing thinking about it. And they're like 30 games under 500. Yeah. So there was actually a guy, you know, I mean, when you think about the A's, at least this generation, you're thinking about Moneyball, right? Yeah. Brad Pitt. Well, apparently, yeah. Apparently on the five deck, there was a guy <laughs> that was uh, getting some money balls played. <laughs> Plural. And there was, uh, so I guess what it came down to, there was some guy that was on five deck. And, of course, the Oakland Coliseum is absolutely horrid. Yeah. It's it's crumbling. It actually is crumbling worse than the real Coliseum, I think. (laughs) Okay. So the guy's up on five deck uh, with his girlfriend or his date. I don't know. uh, Getting a little love. And there's some of the, uh, this is all out there on Twitter. There's. Uh, and then fans started just buying the tickets up there and started trolling the guy. 
Did you see this? No, I did not see okay, that. Okay, yeah. Well, Mark left. He was kind of the expert on that, but uh, not the balls part, per se. <laughs> well. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, and people are like, how could this guy do this? It's a Major League Baseball live game. He's in the five deck. Okay, the cheap seats. Warming up. Right? And last time I really saw the Coliseum, they had all the five deck, like, covered up with black tarps for, like, Raiders games. <laughs> okay. They don't even play there anymore. Well, and I think it was mainly because, like, some of the seats had all already fallen through the deck, and they had caution tape and, like, construction cones around. Well, yeah, they keep, like, half of the capacity, like, locked off there. Right. Because, of, you know... They well, it's because they can't it. fill anything yeah, up. Yeah, fucking fill it. Right. So... But then I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, obviously, if you met some chick on on Tinder or something, you want to take her on a date, and then things start to get a little hot and heavy, and then is it better off to pay for, like, $5 a seat than rather than a hotel room out, out, out in Oakland? <laughs> it's got to be cheaper. It's got to be cheaper. That That's probably the best per capita money spent in right. Oakland. Absolutely. Can you imagine picking your date up? Like, yeah, where are we going? Uh, we're going to the Coliseum. For an A's game. Yeah. I'm going to be a Roman. <laughs> I'll be your king for the night. <laughs> right. A little other Major League Baseball news. I, know, I have no idea how this went viral last night, but did you see the guy in Yankee Stadium that was just totally plastered? Went ahead and took his straw and went through the hot dog, through the glizzy, <laughs> and then decided to go ahead and take or use the hot dog as a straw for his beer. Did you see this? Uh, I did not see that. I don't Number one, I mean, I've been a hell of a lot more fucked up than that at games. <laughs> Number, the, the, you're right. That it could actually go viral as bad as I mean everybody was reporting on it. I mean ESPN had a had a clip of it. Barstool Sports was all on top of it. How did I miss that? Yeah, but he's just like strawing his beer through this glizzy, and I don't get it. I hate that's that's next level, dude. Dude's living in thirty twenty two. Getting your protein and your. And your dinner is it well. possible that the Major League Baseball concessions start selling this as like a combo meal? <laughs> yeah. Hold the bun, sir. <laughs> just, put, just put my hot dog. Yes. Exactly. Add a dollar to make it a bratwurst. Right. <laughs> right. My beer brat. Plus, I like the curvature to it. Oh, yeah. Well, that hey, that might be uh, something else to get your tender date. That's true. To get get you all true. nice and riled up. Yeah, you got the little hook dick going on there. That mouth, dude. Let me see. Let me see you work with this glizzy. So, and I still have to. I know I'm kind of ramming this hard. Speaking of the glizzy, uh, I have to find the Dodgers now. Okay, so uh, just the other day, there are 82 games. Uh, look that up for me, would you? Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably better than that now. Uh, but you know, last pod we talked about: Are they going to hit 116? They're more likely they're going to beat the franchise record, which I can't remember what that is. Dodgers franchise record. 109. 109. So, just as the other day, I have the stats down. They're 84-37. Okay, so there are two more wins then than the other day. So, that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the MLB record is 116 games. That's tied. I think the Mariners and the Yankees the Yankees have that. They have a co-record there. Um, so now they have 40 games left. They won two in a row since the other night. So now they have to go 32 and 40. Now 32 out of 40. 32 out of 40 wins. I mean, I mean, you're talking. I mean, the Dodgers are already. Uh, they're like on a 700 percentage and a plus clip winning percentage. What are they? 694. Okay, they must have lost a game there then because it was 700 the other night. They're 84 and 37. I mean, are they? Can they do it? Are they gonna? I mean, how many games above the Padres are they? Do they want to make sure the? And here's the other thing too. 17 and a half. Right, and here's the other thing too. How many existing games do they have left against the Padres? Who's bringing up the second place at 17, 17 games and a half behind them? Are they going to try? Is that their biggest competition in the National League? Is it the Mets? Is it the Braves? I would, I would say it's the Mets right now, but uh, the Braves are tough. I mean, those, those are the top. Three I mean, they won the World Series last year. Yeah, that's top three teams right now. Uh, well, right now they're playing the Brewers. And they have the Marlins, then the Mets, then the Padres. Okay, how 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 big of a series is that Padres? Uh I mean for them it ain't shit. They might clinch that division. I guess first week of September. I guess what I'm saying is is yeah. Are they gonna go for that record? Right. Would they call off the dogs once they once they I mean they have the best they have the best uh record in baseball right now, even over the Yankees or Houston, right? In the American yeah, League. Yeah, absolutely. So by, I think it was, last time I looked, it was like, like eight games. I think it's nine now. Nine? Yeah. So are they going to go for that record? I mean, let's say that you're... Why wouldn't you? Let's, right. Well, let's say that halfway down the stretch, there are 18 of 20. Now, and that's unfathomable numbers. Right. But, so does that mean your last 20 games or 19 games, you're going to go ahead and go for it? I would. I mean, that was like... <laughs> Back in '95 or whenever, when the Indians won 144, I mean they they clinched the division on August like 17th or 18th. You or mean 104? Not 100. They, they won 144, like 100 wins, 44 losses. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that, that was <laughs> right. Well, I think the record before that was like 111, which was set by the '54 Indians. Wow. Because I think then the Yankees hit 116, then the Mariners. That was the team that got swept. That 54 Indians. Yeah. 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 That got swept by the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm old. I mean, I brought this up last pod, but I mean, I remember Old Municipal Stadium, and it was an absolute shit. Did you actually go to an Indians game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like a major I league. Bet, I bet beers are like not major league. Oh, cents I can't remember. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I. I Asked my stepdad to give me one. But <clears throat> they could have been. Anyway, but I remember how shitty that game that stadium was set up. You know, you had the Marlboro man out there, like right center. I mean, it's definitely not, you know, we're talking like, you know, 1987, 88. I was literally Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, you could get really, really cheap seats and then just walk all, down. Well, and all of a sudden, you weren't sure if you're going to fall off onto the field. Number one, number two, 
you could get behind a pillar, a support pillar, and you're screwed. I went, I went up there for a, a Jets Browns game when I was 12, and we were like behind that pillar, and my neck has never really recovered from trying to goose it around that pillar. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, that was. I mean, that stadium was built in what, like 1920? Yeah, something 1920, like that. I think. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so. Uh, we want to get on a little bit of uh, NBA news here, too. Of course, the, the big story of the week has to be LeBron James' contract. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think he was going to sign there again. Well, I mean, after his whole thing, you know, I know he's trying to do, you know, one thing I do kind of agree with Cowherd on is the fact that, you know, you start to get to that stage in your life and he's in a, a major area a uh, major city. Uh, well, his kids are in high school. Yeah, well, he's in L. You know, uh, he's in L.A. You got Hollywood's right there, and you know he's doing Space Jam too. And right. Uh, yeah, I could see it, and it set a record, right? Set a record for like yearly yeah salary. Yeah, for NBA record, like for two years at thirty eight years old. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be forty. Yeah, I mean, and I know LeBron's like an Iron Man. Uh, but he still only plays like 60, 60 but I was games looking, a year. Right. Well, and the Lakers, Lakers are already in the luxury, luxury tax on cap. Yeah. Which so you're going, matter going through this next, no, right. You're going through this next, this next summer. And I was looking at the stats on this. They're somewhere uh, in the neighborhood of like 50 plus million over. So now is that with the Westbrook contract? Yes. Yeah. I think get out of that after this year, right? <sighs> well, yeah. But the thing about it is who's going to take that contract. But, I mean, can't they – well, I guess the NBA is all guaranteed. Well, I'm not saying it's all guaranteed. LeBron had a lot of that money guaranteed. Right. But, I mean, who's taking Westbrook, though? Who's taking Westbrook in that money? Fuck, Brooklyn might. They might. Office you think Durant. You think Kevin Durant's going back? I just read that story today, too. Is Gold that – Well, no. Durant has decided to kind of uh, backpedal. Imagine that. Backpedal off of uh, – uh, his request. His request stay and stay there. Why wouldn't he? Right. Well, wasn't Steve market. Nash his guy? I mean, that's the whole reason. Wasn't he like his guy? I that... thought Steve Nash was there before he got there. But I mean, it doesn't think he's a nice guy. Right. But I don't think Durant would have came there, right? If it wasn't, I mean, he'd use any excuse at this point. Right. And tell me Steve Nash can't be a good NBA head coach. Well, like, well, only time will tell. Right. But now you got less pieces. He was, he was doing good with the. Guys, that they, the young guys they had. There I mean, because what's what's crazy, Kyrie doing? Jesus, that do you think he's going to be a Laker this year? I don't know what he's going to do. If you're the Lakers, I would take there, him over Westbrook. Well, I would too. Can he make amends with LeBron though? You know, we all remember as Cav fans the 2016 season. LeBron would probably still be at Cleveland. That asshole didn't do what he did. Right. Just saying. I. I, I <sighs> Is there is there a way possibly that there could be a deal done with Westbrook and Kyrie that's in that mix? The Lakers are going to have to take some of that money, I would think. Yeah, probably, probably. Because but the thing is, if you send Westbrook, does Durant and Westbrook going to have to make up? Yeah. Well, it's. It's quid pro quo, right? But is, I think if that happened, it'd have to be a three-team deal, and Westbrook has to go somewhere else. Where are you sending Westbrook? The WNBA? 
Wow, man. <laughs> I don't know. Where, where would Westbrook fit? I mean, what's, who's the third team in that trade? That's what I mean. Who, where would he fit with? Who has the cap? I mean, who has the money? It'd be like Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, why? I mean, you could do it just to dick Westbrook around. Right. Which that's what he deserves. He has, he absolutely, and I will die on this. He actually has like the most inflated career ever. He has all these stats and nothing to prove or nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the triple double thing is kind okay. of impressive. Okay. All right. Yeah. But Oscar Robinson was doing that in a different era. Right. Well, let's add it. Probably not now, but when Westbrook trade uh, that triple double run, would he trade it for one NBA chip? And okay, would so it take two? Would it take two? I think he'd trade it for one. I think he would too. Well, I don't know because Westbrook's a crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he probably is, and he's an exciting player to watch. At his prime, and I, I mean, I don't know how much gas he has left in the tank, but mm-hmm. he's he's not what he was, and he no. apparently can't find a jump shot. No. Oh, well, he's always been a terrible shooter. Yeah. He's, That's the he's drawback streaky. for Westbrook. He's streaky. Well, that, you know, he was always demanding that he was, I think that's part of the reason why Durant wanted out of OKC. Yeah, he's ball, ball dominant. Yeah, because he wanted to be. Why do you think he got all those assists? Because he was the one with the fucking ball. Well, ball. and he wanted to be the hero. Yeah. Instead yeah. of meshing together as a teammate. I mean, think about those teams, though. You had Durant, Harden, and Westbrook on yeah. one team. Pretty sure Serge Ibaka was there. Yeah, I think you're so right. He wasn't Serge Ibaka now. No. He was still a good defender. Right. Yeah, those teams were loaded. So LeBron, though, two years, $97 million. Guaranteed. Worth almost it. guaranteed. Worth it. If, yeah. I mean, uh, who's the other centerpiece for the – I mean, the Lakers are, are – Davis, but he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. Yo, know, LeBron will be there when he needs to be there. I mean, he would actually be a dusty pelican still in New Orleans if it wasn't for LeBron bringing him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wouldn't have his ring. No. He would never got one. I mean, hell, in New Orleans. Hell, if we could stay healthy, you know, the Lakers actually may have missed, made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, LeBron was playing fucking the five at thirty-seven years old. Right. Right. Oh. Well, Ryan, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, continue our segment from last week. Um. It, it's called over. Under. And basically, the gist of this is it's not over under win totals for an NFL team or over under point totals for a single game. It is betting lines that should be able to be bet on, but you're not going to find them in any sports book or offline betting book. No. So last week we did the NFC East. So this week we're going to go ahead and do the NFC West. So over under, and we're starting with the Cardinals. Three bucket stickers earned for Kyler Murray for studying game film before the regular season, so he can go out and get a small personal pan pizza for Pizza Hut. And if you Gen Zers don't know what we're talking about, you need to go look this up. They actually awarded awarded you uh, stickers. How did that work? It was like you you had to take home and have your parents sign it. Yeah. 
And it's like, yeah, my parents are they're gonna they're gonna sign whatever. They're, they don't have to feed their kid for one right. night. Right. And you, okay. got, you got to mess around and like burn a, a, a disc while you're there. Right. Your own music. Right. So I mean, you had yeah, so Book It was a big, big deal with Pizza Hut back in the day. You're you basically it was driven to get kids to read. And they paired up with the school systems and like, yeah, you read three books and you know, you get a sticker for each book, and after three books, three stickers, you go ahead and get a pizza. Yeah. It's not his fault he can't read. Right. Well, or his... <laughs> but it is his fault he's not studying any film, right? Yeah, and, you know, I... Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go the over. You're going to take the over on that. I'm going right. to take All the right. over. All right. Because, you know, they took that part out of his contract, mm -hmm. which, even if he's not studying film... Right. And if he is not studying film, how the hell are you going to give a guy $230 million? Well, because Deshaun Watson set the market, right? Yeah, he did. But how are you going to give him that kind of money if you don't think he's doing what he needs to do to be proficient at his fucking job? I think we touched on this a little bit last week, too. And I know they keep saying, well, you know, Deshaun Watson set the market, set the market. And Kyle Murray, that's why he got paid. Where's Lamar Jackson? Where's his money at? He wants fully guaranteed money. Well, okay, that's fine. But and Baltimore ain't doing it. I don't think so either. I don't, and I think what they'll end up doing with him, you know, and we'll be back to the Colin Murray thing here. But I think what they're going to end up doing is franchise sagging. Yeah, going to do it two years, right? Yeah, they're going to do it two years, and then if they can't get a deal done, then he's going to be a free agent. Well, do you think they, there's it's going to throw a big dispute there? I mean, I know Lamar's got his grandma on this corner or something. It's trying to his mom, your mom. Yeah. Okay, whatever. That's <laughs> trying to like help him, you know. Be an agent. Yes. So I mean, what? Right. Uh, he he should just take the the money that they're giving him because that offense is built for him. Well, and that's the thing is is that offense built for him because I haven't seen him try to improve their wide receiver room. Although that new kid, likely the other night, I saw him. Everybody's all hot and heavy on that guy for fantasy football. Yeah, but I, that's the thing. You got Mark Andrews. You got an All Pro tight end. Well, you didn't you have Hundley in there quarterbacking too? Yeah, he looked. I mean, I can make the argument that Hun Hunley is a better passer of the ball than Lamar Jackson. I think so. <laughs> He's more yeah. accurate. Yeah, when he came in against us, right in Cleveland, he he brought that team back to almost win that game. Right. <laughs> but and I like Kyler Murray. I do. Super small. You know that was a criticism coming out. Don't think he's super intelligent. Hence the bucket stickers. <laughs> He's not helping his cause. But he can throw a long ball and he can throw an accurate ball. I will give him that. And great release. Right. But it can't get... I don't get, think he's a pocket guy. No. At least not now. But I think he could be like a Russell Wilson 2.0. Mm -hmm. He could scramble out of there, extend the play, which is what you want to see. So you don't have to spend a lot on the offensive line. Right. So you can but, always have weapons out but, but don't be Lamar Jackson and you're not going to develop your pocket passing game or your accuracy. Use your athletic ability to extend the play and still get the ball down the field. Right. Lamar Jackson's not doing that, and you know they're not doing that because they don't have any wide receivers. But Lamar Jackson still won 75% of his games. Okay. All right. That's fine. He's not going to... You, you can't not say that. that I'm going to take this. that in heartbeat. I wish I could bet this in Vegas. I have a 75% chance that Lamar Jackson takes that hit this year. And, and I say... He did it last year. Well... This is the one. 
I think it's going to happen this year. And then what's going to happen is he's he not, already, he's he already a, yeah Mike Vick in his mid thirties. Well, he's trying to right. Well, that or you know he's going to have to run some side scam where he's gambling on fighting dogs. He comes back. He's got to take that money. He has one great Monday night game where he has like four touchdowns. Right. Right. And that's it against the Giants. Right. Well, it, it, that's what I'm saying. He has to take that money. I mean, he can. He's going to make good money. You know, if he does get franchise tag the next couple of years, but why would you not take that five year? Because it's going to be 75, 80% guaranteed, regardless. Right. It's a quarterback contract. They're going to guarantee most of that. You know, and he's going to make that as long as he doesn't miss a shit ton of time, which, as you're saying, this year could be the year. But right. he's not even 25 years old yet. No. Right. So the age isn't a problem. His lack of commitment to accuracy is my problem with Lamar Jackson. Well, and, I, and maybe he doesn't have the talent the to do it. It could be the offense are running, too. It could be. But you can't tell me, you know, the Harbaugh, you know, because he's got to be on his last leg there. Because Baltimore, ever since they became a franchise after the Browns, they kind of have this winning element. If you don't start bringing this thing back, baby, it's going to be people are going to be pissed. And Harbaugh could be on his way out of there. Well, that's the same thing, Pittsburgh. You keep you keep going to playoffs and winning divisions. Right. I don't think your job's on the hot seat. But if he gets hurt and they win four games, yeah, I, I just I don't see that happening. Yeah. Unless I mean, unless he gets hurt early. Well, here's the thing too. We talk about Hundley. Hell, Hundley might pull like a Matt Castle and Tom Brady. You know, they might go he lost eleven and five. Sure, Who? Huntley. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, but you you He did look good though. He did look good. I he mean that whole team was hurt. He looked good. That's why, like Lamar when he was in there, I mean they were eight and three. They had everybody on high alert. Right. But you're right, he, he does have to and, and I think that's the deep ball passing accuracy. And I think that has a little bit to do with the arm strength. I watched him he doesn't throw have the arm strength. I watched him throw a ball that was just a simple up and out uh, to Marquise Brown. I think it was last season or two seasons ago. It couldn't have been more than ten yards. He missed him by a good five feet. Yeah. And Marquise Brown had his guy beat. It should have been a touchdown. That's what keeps Marquise free agent wide receivers out of Baltimore. Yes. They're going to have to hope Bateman's the guy, and they're going to have to hope that they can they can turn. This likely kid might be a yeah. develop a develop project, maybe. Yeah. They got to hope that they turn into Pittsburgh and just keep finding guys in the draft, right? Because that offense, they're they're going to run fifty five percent of the time. Well, and that's the other thing too. I don't think people are talking about is that you know how come you can't get Lamar help? Can't get Lamar help? Have you? Nobody wants to go. There. Thank you. Have you thought about maybe none of the top tier wide receivers? A.J. Brown was out there. He went to Philly. Right. He'd rather go play with Jalen Hurts yeah. than he would with Lamar Jackson. He's a better throw. And what are you paying Jalen Hurts? I mean, he's not, he's not due yet. No. Well, yeah, you talk about when his contract comes right. Right. No, but I'm saying <laughs> go and get – yeah, A.J. Brown doesn't want to play with him. Yeah. He's in, like, the, the over-the-mountain portion. He's still going to be relevant receiver. Hopefully he's going to be relevant receiver. But I he didn't want to do okay with them. Yeah, but he didn't want to go and play with Lamar. No, that's the thing. That is the elephant in the room. Nobody's yeah. talking about with Lamar. Yeah, tight ends love him. You know why? Because when he breaks the pocket and 
You're right. six seven. You can just throw it to you fifteen yards down right. the field. I mean, ask ask uh, old Baker back here how much he loved Mark Andrews, Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing with like you know. You had Marquise Brown there too. Everybody that wanted to have Baker here. You think that with o- everything that happened what happened with OBJ, that any wide receiver would want to come play here? Right. To be with him. Right. So that that's another thing. Like if your quarterback is driving wide receivers away in a league that is demanding a top-tier passing game, how can you give them that kind of money? It's usually guaranteed. That's why I don't think Baltimore wants to do that. But they're going to keep giving him those uh, franchise tags because he can, he'll win games, but I don't know if he can do it in the playoffs. Is he gonna, it's the thing is, is he the choke artist in the playoffs? Right. Is he the new Phillip Rivers? Now, obviously, no. Now, Phillip Rivers is a pocket passer guy. Yeah. Okay, I take Phillip Rivers... You know, the Chargers will charge her. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. But I would take Phillip Rivers 11 out of 10 days over Lamar. And I know Brian, people, I'm Brian gonna, Phillip And Rivers. I'm going to get shit about that. But go back and look at his accuracy. I don't even have the stats in front of me. Go back and look at his accuracy. I guarantee he was, you. He won a playoff game with a torn ACL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just go back. Oh, yeah, Danny Tomlinson. Really? Okay, he has J.K. Dobbins. Okay, and he's coming back this season. <laughs> right. But stop. Yeah, I mean, he won playoff games there. Right. He just couldn't I would, pass the AFC title game. I would delete that whole offense. I would take Phillip Rivers and his 10 kids and start them in Baltimore before I would Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> John Gardner. John Gardner. Oh, grief. Well, did they? His, yeah, his 10 kids, one of them's got to be old enough to like be in the NFL by now, right? I would think. He is from the <laughs> South, though. Who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we just got canceled again. Okay, we got to move on here. We're getting off, 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 off. On the over-under segment. Okay. Over-under three games before Pete Carroll in Seattle bites off his tongue chewing gum on the sideline. Maybe. I mean, this has always been a thing with Under. Carroll. Under. Is he finally doing this year? Yeah. I don't know the first three games, but... I don't either. There's no way that Geno Smith or Drew Locke is going to win one. Well, I'll tell you what. I did watch that. This is how bored I was the one night. I, I watched that Seattle Bears game. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I, and I bet it. Once again, yeah, you got, you got totally degenerate, yeah. and I got degenerate. it. So, oh, my goodness. And then they were making excuses for Geno Smith. I'm like always. I'm like, what are we doing here? And does it not feel like Geno Smith was drafted in like 2004? Oh my God, he seems like he should he should look like the Uncle Ben's guy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at any time here, I'm gonna be just buying random boxes of rice with his picture on the front of it. The fucking Seattle Seahawks. Well, he's from West Virginia. Yeah, you know, I, they probably make Uncle Ben's rice there. <laughs> For pennies on the dollar, <laughs> right? No, I'm, I'm taking the under. You taking the under on that? I think so because I was chewing that the other night, and I know we hit on this on the last pod too. What are they doing with Pete Carroll there? I mean, this is just like a sa- a sayonara tour. I don't know if I don't think they're going to fire him, but he might retire after this year. He should retire because because yeah, that's not going to be good. I mean, they're not firing in mid season, right? 
No. In I mean, Seattle, Owen, would, if Seattle 0-8, are they firing Pete Carroll? They, yeah, if they're 0-8, yeah. You think he, so? He's got to make them like... Or do you think this is part of the plan? They're just sand-dogging it. They well, want that number one pick. I think they want the number one pick. I do, they, too. they got to be, like, the Lions last year be competitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're just getting fucking boat raced every week, because that'll just breed a, a bad environment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least Lions have hope this year, which I still think... Hot take, they're going to play on Really? You no. think? Really? Dan Campbell? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Coming off the top ropes, taking Newton's knees out in the water buckets. Hell yeah, man. Oh, my God. Wow. He's, he's shotgun beers in his office. <laughs> he's doing keg stands. He's got two offensive linemen in there. It's, I'm pretty sure that's going to be like the outtakes on hard knocks. <laughs> Sam doing keg stands in office with PBR. Banging Chris Fieldman's wife. Oh, my God. Banging the board woman, though. Who's the team? <laughs> right. I wonder why he kept his job for five years. Do you want to hear, like, you know, reminds me of, you like that, you know, by Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear that on the outro. <laughs> you like that, Mrs. Ford? You like that, man? I love him though. Oh, uh, I know, I know. I, you know, he's it's a hard, yeah. hard guy not to like. Okay, moving on. 49ers. Over under six games before half the defensive starters are replaced with scout team players due to injury. And do they actually re-turf the entire Levi Stadium <laughs> like mid-season? Oh. Because they're blaming all their injuries like they did. Remember that year of MetLife? Well, well yeah. the Niners like, yeah, we're the Meadowlands. <laughs> okay. All right. Then they went home and had like three other people blow out their yeah, hands. Yeah, right. Can I make a push? Can I make that six games? <laughs> yeah, like again, we have no idea what their six games are, three games are, or whatever. Well, I... I the, the Niners are that team. Like, if they can stay healthy, they can beat anybody. What if, what if you just took... Uh, we could make it like a little side wager here. Uh, Jimmy G is caught by TMZ with six porn stars. Or in the six games, the Niners' defense is totally obliterated. What's happening? <laughs> At Tiger Woods' <laughs> fucking guest house. <laughs> He's around the Palisades corner just going out. Looks like Toonson's the driving cat on SNL going down the cliff. <laughs> You don't see Tiger, you just see see his outline smoking a cigarette in the corner. Doing shots with John Daly. As God intended. Speaking of transgressions, my last one, the Rams. Over under half a season until we get footage from TMZ of Kelly Stafford running around on Matt Stafford with Sean McVay. I mean, I'm not even gay. I might do Sean McVay. And I'm definitely not gay. I would bang Stafford's wife. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Half a season? Man. Is TMZ going to get that footage? They're in L.A. Right? They coming out of like a Lakers preseason game? I'm going to take the over only because it's going to take like an Allen Robinson injury. Then once Stafford Stafford starts underperforming, McVay's going to try to do his own. Well, that, that's the other thing too. I don't think we talked about that before, but Stafford has some problems with one of uh, with his throwing arm. He's had some elbow 
tendonitis or something along those lines. You hear about that? No, I didn't, but yeah. I only played Detroit like in 12 years. Well, yeah, he had so. to throw his life away. Yeah. I'm so happy he got a ring. Me too. Oh, I'm a huge Stafford yeah, fan. Yeah, and a huge fan of his wife. <laughs> yeah, we both are. So if you ever watch the podcast, if you want to come on, let us know. We'll raw dog it with you. Do you have any credit left after uh, Zach Wilson's mom? <laughs> after the proposition to her last week? The, the <laughs> my, well, what should go with that over under is, uh, you know, Jared Goff's not there. Did you hear right. about that when he was there? No, oh, what's that? No, I didn't. What, what, what happened? You know what really tore the relationship with him and McVay? No. I'm pretty sure Jared Goff was banging his old lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear something about that. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! That that put that put Jared Jared Goff back in the top fifteen QBs in the NFL for me. Oh my god! Like I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting for the whole Lions team. That's just a bunch of fucking dogs. You know what? I'm gonna call your bluff on the Lions in the playoffs. You know why? Because Jared Goff is a terrible quarterback. He dude, he's he. I know he made a Super Bowl. Okay, he, stop. He is. He is Kirk Cousins' light, and it's the NFC, and it's the NFC North. So they're getting like, Aaron Rodgers. Is gonna they're not winning that division. Good. No. Because if you think they are, I'm going to go put money on it now. <laughs> no, I... I mean, Aaron Rodgers... Aaron is going to have to go superhero, though, to fucking win more than 11 games. I just think... He's, he's a high win total for the Green Bay Packers. I think the Lions are going to win nine, and that gets you in in the NFC. Yeah, probably. Probably. I think eight might even get you in. Anything else to add? Over-unders? Whatnot? I think it's a good day in the raw doggers world. It is. Okay, make sure to follow us on Twitter, IG, and uh, on YouTube. We will have this up for you. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, please. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the Raw Doggers Forecast. <laughs>